Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So today, this is a tough one because I think it's something that so many of us have experienced at one time or another. And I have been on both sides of a situation like this, and I'm not proud to admit that. But finding out that you have been lied to by people you care about and you thought cared about you. Navigating that, especially as a people pleaser, is incredibly difficult. My guest, Maddie Grace Jepson, and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is 2019, and I always like to say, what a big year. <laughs> I don't know why I always introduce it like that, because fucking hell, no years were really that big, other than, you know, some real corkers out there that we all, we all remember. Mm-hmm. But um, this is 2019, and the reason I'm excited about talking about this 2019 is because my guest today was in second year of drama school, which is, if you have been to drama school, you will know the second year of drama school is like essentially a sort of strange um, prison camp in a, a leotard and like <laughs> weird, weird um, fight things and oh. and acrobatics mm-hmm. and the rest of it it's uh it's a really really strange time and very very stressful mm-hmm. but it's 2019 and in this moment why do you think you've got no friends um because <laughs> here we go <laughs> basically to put it into it I, I actually don't know how to sum up this story because it's so intense mm-hmm. but on top of everything else that happened in my second year of shit the cherry on top was that 
my boyfriend at the time left me for a girl in my year who was my <gasps> really good friend. I know. Oh my god. And I've actually never spoken about this really, ever. Oh. But like when I think about something that was gonna send me into a, a mental breakdown, this was yeah. the moment. So, oh my yeah, don't. god. And can you imagine how intense that was at drama school? Oh. Like in normal life that is like intense, but at drama school it's like times a billion. Because at drama school, unless you've been there or like, you know, seen things, because there isn't there isn't a lot of like accurate portrayal of drama school in general media. It's a fucking weird place. It's the it's craziest the, place. The craziest. And basically what you're having to do is like dance nose to nose with people for eight hours out of your day. And look at your body every single day, of like, every second of every single day. Big mirrors everywhere. Literally. Yeah. No escape. No escape. Doing really intense scene work, acting work. And literally you are so hugger-mugger with these people. Mm-hmm. It's like you're living in a tuna can. Mm-hmm. Sardine can. <laughs> both. <laughs> both compact. Both unpleasant. Yes. It's, it's so intense. And... Oh my god, that my little heart. That no, is awful. That and you're kind of like forced to just be friends with people who like yeah. you probably wouldn't choose to be friends with. Yeah. And I'm such a person as I always want to get along with everybody. Yeah. So I was like, I actually was friends with pretty much everybody in my year, yeah. which, like, I now look back on and think wasn't actually necessary. But it's just like this is what you do to get through. Yeah. Because it's it's comfortable. It's yeah. that's what makes it comfortable because it's an uncomfortable place. Yeah. And I remember at the start of my three years at Kiltall, they went, you don't have to like each other, you just have to work with each other. And I was like, the idea of working with someone that I don't like, that mm-hmm. is, I can't, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't yeah, do that. literally. And so you sort of um, meld yourself into the situation where you adapt to different people and just make yourself as palatable as possible to mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what, oh my God, it's just, it's such a horrendous <laughs> where situation. Where do we start with this? Like, Honestly, where do we start? How long had you, had it been like, you guys had got together in like first year? Yes, so oh, we'd like, God. which was kind of like, should never have happened. Don't fuck in the factory. Don't fuck in the factory. Don't shit where you eat. And we actually were told that, like, don't fuck in the factory, but and I was like... It's really Wait. difficult, but at, at drama school, it's really, really difficult. Oh, it's God. the same way with, like, you know they talk about the Strictly curse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, f- well, obviously, because when you're literally staring into someone's eyes of all and day and them. grinding on them, things, chemicals get very confused exactly. in your brain. And it's like, it becomes, you get, it, obvi- obviously you're going to want to fuck I that know. person. And also like you are each other's like support system for like yeah. that entire time. So like, it's like, and, and it's so funny because I look back now and like me and, because basically we'll get into it, but mm. we officially broke up like last year. So we actually ended Did you get up, back together? We did. Oh. We, we'll get into it, we'll get into it. Okay. But I actually have nothing against him as a person. Like he's really lovely, but mm. like he was like the it boy of the year. Like, you know, it, you know when it's like that, it's like you get so caught up in like what is going on. I know, because I had the exact same thing. Yeah. I know exactly, yeah, but yeah. Do you know what it is? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like Troy Bolton, I was Gabriella. That like, is literally it. Do you know that what is, it is? That like, is it. You go to drama school and there's Troy Bolton being like, you know, I, I do this, but I, I also play baseball. Yeah. I actually, play, I actually play football. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, so he loves to eat football. And I was yeah, like, oh, my God, he's such a lad. But did he, he did, did he play, Does he play the guitar? No, he didn't oh. play the guitar. 
but he well, was such a good, like, that ruins sing, it. good singer, yeah. actor. I was like, oh my gosh, my dream man. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. You know, because you've grown up with this in like grown up with the Disney Channel oh. with Zac Efron, literally. And then suddenly you get to a place when you're like, oh my god, it's real. <laughs> and you're right, maybe in in the wider world. But the thing is about drama school, you are together so much, yeah. that the wider world doesn't really exist, literally. Yeah, and and he we really were each other's support system, mm. and like we were we were like best friends before we, we got together and everything. Mm. So like it just it felt so perfect, yeah. and this is why it was so traumatic for me. Like, oh my god, it was just a crazy, crazy time. But like, I don't even know where to start. Where do you want me to like start? So you got together in first year. Got together then... first year. What end of first year? Yeah, we kind of got together, and then. I had such a nice little summer together. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Went back to second year. And immediately from the start of second year, I was, like, beaten down mm. by, like, the stakes of second year. Because mm-hmm. obviously your first year, logistically, like, it doesn't count because I was doing a degree. So, like, it doesn't count towards your, your like, end qualification, whatever. Mm-hmm. But second year does. So, mm. it was, like, immediately there was already this pressure of, like, okay, everything I'm doing this year really actually counts now. Mm-hmm. And I... I tend to, like, I have, like, bad anxiety. So, mm-hmm. like, I tend to have these, like, waves of, like, really bad anxiety. Mm. And, like, that's all I ever experienced in terms of, like, mental health. Second year was my first experience of, like, proper depression. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like, depressed. Yeah. So whenever I think about my second year, I just think I was a shell of a human. Mm. Like, I wasn't getting any opportunities competitiveness started coming into play yeah. and like people's true colors start coming out because I can be competitive but I feel like I feel like I'm pretty good at being balanced in like being competitive and also just being a nice person yeah whereas I think a lot of people struggle with knowing how to balance being competitive and balance like oh yeah it's, being it, can't kind. Be, it can't be separated they're yeah. one and the same that competitiveness and comes with like you of that like no. they, they kind of just no one teaches you like guides like you know, you need to find this balance. Like, yeah. you don't have to, like... You can be, be driven mean. without being malicious. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was just it was just so intense. And, like, I remember, like, it, it kind of became a bit competitive in the relationship because mm. there was, like, this group. Then, actually, you've got to re-audition to prove you're actually a really good... Like, cool. not everyone gets in in your year. That's fucking so it's like Anyway, so I didn't get into this group and my boyfriend at the time did. Mm. And, like... I just, I don't know, like, it just felt, like, a bit, like, I got one up on you. Like, it was just a bit like that. And then it was kind of, like, that was kind of the moment where people determined if they were going to, like, work on or outside of drama schools if you got into this group. That's kind of what it felt like. It's so stupid. Now I can hear it come out of my mouth. No, no, no. so stupid. But at the time, it felt so intense. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, if you haven't been to drama school, you don't get it. Like, to have to go back into school the next day and school, college Mm. the next day and, like, pretend, like, nothing had happened even though this cast list had gone out the night before and, like, everyone had seen... Oh, my God! That literally makes my my, my chest, like, wobble. Yeah, like, gives me heart palpitations. Yeah, because it's... um, Even though there's no, like, spoken... There's no no one going, this is the rule, that if you get into this thing, you will then be the ones that work. There's none of that. But there's also, like, when we were at Guildhall, there was always, like, um, if you leave early in third year to go do a job, that means you're going to work. Like that. But 
and, and if you don't, if you make it, basically, if you make it to the end of your three years and do a degree, then, um, you're oh, sorry, work. you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to work, which, of course, isn't the case. No. But, like, it's, you make up this thing in your Literally. head. And there's always that, un- there is just, like, an underlying energy mm. of this, like, people trying to, like, figure each other out. Yeah. And, like, I just hate that. I'm, like, everyone's got their own lane. Everyone's doing their own thing. But anyway, so remember, that was kind of, like, a moment where, how do I explain this without sounding, like, a prick. No, you can sound like a prick. Trust me, I've tried to say I, as everyone knows now, yeah. I am a very, like, outward person. And, like, I was always, like, the one that made everyone laugh. And everyone liked me. I, I, like, I had, like, all my friends. And mm. everyone liked me. Like, and I liked everyone. But I felt like when all this stuff was happening to me second year, there was kind of, like, this energy that people were, like, enjoying seeing me kind of, like, fail. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I didn't really recognise it at the time. But now when I look back, I'm like, yes, you, this was why you enjoyed my downfall and people like reveled in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did really well in first year. I got a lot of opportunities and the second year I didn't, Mm. which probably was like fair. But like, it was like people were like secretly enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the rest of the year played out and everything happened with like my ex, like it was, it will, you'll, it'll all come to light. You'll understand why I feel that way. So was, when this happened, was this other girl, was she in this group? Yes. <laughs> and she was my bitches. really, and she was my like really good friend. And she's in your year as well. She was in my year. Right. And we were really good friends and like supported each other through like, like she'd like broken up with her boyfriend and like I'd been like her shoulder to cry on and mm-hmm. like, because you get split into twos half of the year. And so she was in my half of the year, whereas my housemates were all in the other half of the year to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of, like, used to swap around. But she was kind of just someone I was constantly always around and mm. someone that people used to compare us to each other a lot. We were very similar in style of singing and blah, blah, blah. And so we just, like, you know, it was just, like, we were friends. We were good friends. Mm, we mm. used to have, like, group singing together. Mm. And, like, you know, she was my good friend. I would say, like, she was my good friend. And then... um Basically, at the end of our second year, we had to do. We were doing a show, which yeah. is like the first public performance. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend got at the time. My boyfriend got the lead, and then <laughs> I think it was like I can't remember. It yeah. was some weird show, anyway. So it wasn't even guaranteed what show we were going to be put into, but you just auditioned for both, and that was that. So anyway, I got down to the final, and obviously, since having a shit second year, I was like, oh my god, this could be like mm, my mm. really just like a good end to this year. I'm back, if I get bitches. It. Yeah, literally. And <laughs> yeah. then I was like, I didn't get it, whatever. Yeah. And this girl did. And like, I was really happy for her. Like, mm. I was friends with her. So I was really happy for her. I was so happy for my boyfriend at the time. Mm. Like, it was, it was great. And like, I didn't, I, I wasn't worried about a thing and mm. it was fine. And long story short, I started feeling like a bit like, I was having a gut feeling, you know, the gut feeling. I just had the gut feeling. Shit. And like, I really like, now I'm like, I should have just, like, listened to my gut from the start. Mm. Isn't it funny how your body knows before your brain? Oh, yeah, 100%. Wild. So, anyway, we broke up because I was, like, he just wasn't reassuring me enough about mm. things I was feeling insecure about. Mm. And then, like, about a week later, this, like, rumour surfaced. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a classic. Oh, my God. It's like, honestly, it was a classic rumour surface. They kissed at a party that I was at. 
Sorry, I just literally looked over to Vito and Anna who sat behind us and went... <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. So all my fears and the, basically the reason why we broke up is now all coming true. Like, right. But I was so... Because I'm such a nice person, mm. I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way that's yeah. happened. Like, yeah. someone's made that up. Like, there's no way. And anyway... I heard this rumor and then I get like a call from oh. him being like, oh my God, like, I'm just telling you this before you hear it because it's not true. And I don't want you to hear it like as a rumor. Like, I'm just telling you it's not true. And I was like, thank you so much for being honest. With me. <laughs> thank you. Thank like, you, thank you. You're so thoughtful. You are. <laughs> you're so thoughtful. I was like, you're so thoughtful. Thank, oh thank you. You know me so you're well. You're so special. <laughs> Honestly. And I was like, this is so great. Yeah, like, yeah. he's told me before it's come out. And I was like, no, he guys, don't about worry. Me. Yeah. I was like, don't worry, guys. It's not true. Mm. He told me it's not true. Oh, little did I know. Anyway. Oh, my God. But then this room is like eating me up because people are saying to me like, no, like there's no way this room has just come out of nowhere. Yeah. And like, obviously you have these like doubts because the whole reason why I was feeling insecure in the first place was because I felt like something was going on mm. while we were together and blah, mm. blah, blah. And then um, I just decided to show up at her house and like just not tell her I was coming, just show up and talk to her. Yeah. So I was like, friend to friend, yeah. she's going to tell me the truth. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn up at her house, sit down with her. I'm like, please, can you just free me from this? Like, I feel like I'm I'm going to break down. Like, Can we just segue into how brave that is as well? <laughs> That's a really brave thing to do. Honestly, but I'd also prepared myself at going there to hear that it had happened and yeah. that they really liked each other and blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, okay, I've got to prepare myself to hear this. Yeah. I sit down. She looks me in the eye. She holds my hand. She's like, Maddie, I would never do that to you. Oof. So I'm like, unreal. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. skipping home. Yeah. I thought, great, like, whatever. And then they would, like, show up to rehearsals together and, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I was just still, like, I was, I, I honestly felt like I was being, like, tormented mm. this whole time. And at this point, I'd, like, lost so much weight. I couldn't eat a thing. Yeah. Because I was so nauseous and anxious. Yeah. And, like, I really hate that I let this, that let that situation get the better of me oh, so much. Oh, Christ, my love, trust me, like... I, I'd I'd be back in rehab already. No, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to hack it. It's, trust me. It's like it really annoys me that I I let it affect me so much. But anyway, no, it these was things just, get into our bodies. It was the worst time ever, hmm. and I'd kind of come to terms with the fact that like maybe something was going on, but I was in denial. Like I was in such denial about it. Right. Like questioning whether it was like real or not. Oh fucking hell! It was torture. It was awful. And then. So we broke up for the summer. Like, everyone go, went home for the summer. Mm, mm. And I, I get, like, a... Oh, so anyway, this is, this is when the story starts to get good. I love this. Okay. I'm so invested. At the end of second year, we all had to audition for our third year shows. Can we, can we segue here? What were your third year shows just ahead of time? So we did The Little Mermaid. Cute. We get the cast list through. Mm-hmm. And I am Ariel. Woo! And I tell you what, nothing felt more sweet yeah, in that yeah, moment. Yeah, 100%. Than knowing I was coming back in that year to beat Ariel in yeah. the first show we were doing of the year. Yeah. I was like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah, is yeah. my time. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you how good I felt. The relief that must have flooded your body. The relief. Really, yeah. 
And I just thought, I'm going back as, like, a bad bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, and then I get we get the Cassidy's out, and I get, like, a text, like, mm. from the ex. Being like, congratulations. Like, no one deserves this more than you. Mm. <clears throat> also, I was still so in love with him. Oh, babe. Like, I really was. And, mm. like, to hear from him, I remember at the time just being like, oh, yes. And then, anyway, summer goes on, blah, blah, blah. And then I get, like, another text from him being like, I need to see you. I've, like, I need to speak to you about something. And right. I was like... Here we go. Okay, what do you want to speak to me about? And he's like, I just need... To, like, there's just a lot I need to, like, talk to you about. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. And, and I was kind of like, well, no, I don't really want to see you. Like, I'm living my life. Like, I was going on dates and stuff. And, mm. I, and I came to a point where I was like, I actually don't need him. Like, mm. it's fine. But then he, like, just showed up, like, where I, like, live. And he was like, I'm here. And I was like, okay. He was like, I need to speak to you. And then he kind of like broke down and like just admitted everything to me and like told me. So like, they, had, they had kissed at that party, I must say. Yes. Okay. And then the whole time through the show, they were like seeing each other basically, mm-hmm. like basically a week after we'd broken up. But that obviously stuff had obviously happened before we'd broken up. That's mm-hmm. my understanding as well. Yeah. Maybe nothing physical, but definitely emotionally. Oh, yeah, it starts early. You know. Mm. So in that moment, I was like, like I literally couldn't breathe. Because mm. even though I, like, knew, I was like, I hadn't accepted it. Yeah, what's the confirmation of it? Mm. It's the actual, like, stone-cold evidence of going, Awful. this thing happened. Like, you can speculate and you can know and your body can know, but until it's actually confirmed, it's like you can still have it as a little, like, mist around you rather yeah. than, like, a massive rock on exactly. your doorstep. And then it was just like everything came flowing back like, oh my God, she lied to mm-hmm. my face. Mm-hmm. Because what I, what, when I think back to it, I think if from the beginning they'd both just been like, we can't deny our connection. We have this undeniable connection. Mm. We really, really like each other. Mm. I'd be like, this is awful, but who am I to stand in the way of this? Like, yeah. again, that's me being too nice. But like, as in... If they, if it, I just hate, hated the lies, and yeah. then it was, it became clear that like basically eighty percent of my year knew the whole time, and no one told me. Yeah. You can't like, why did no one sit me down and, and say this is wrong? I'm telling you that it's true, and yeah. I've heard, and you need to know. Like, no yeah. one did that. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah, so I was just, I just felt completely betrayed by every single person. Yeah. Like, all my friends, like, these people who are, like, I thought I was re- friends with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really, everyone just wanted to see me fail. Like, yeah. that's really what it came down to. Yeah, and it's almost like that thing of, um, you haven't done anything to deserve it. The only thing that you've done to deserve it is by succeeding and by having a lot in the first year. And so yeah. they're like, oh, well, finally. Literally. Like, it's this thing of going, you've done nothing to deserve it, and yet you deserve it. I know. It's that horrendous. I don't know. It's just a weird, weird... It was just a weird, weird time Were they then, life. like, together after that? No. So, I can't really... It's all a blur, like, mm, honestly. But mm. So, when he, like... The thing, the thing is, when he came back and admitted everything to me, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I was just so... Like, I felt... Like, um, what do I, it was like kind of like revenge at the fact that he'd come back to me. Yeah. Like, I felt really like, 
what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Like it was gratification. Really, yeah, like yeah. I felt so. I was just like, I I knew you were gonna come back to me, and it felt like it was just a, a success. Like it felt like a success story that mm-hmm. he'd like come back to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was the winner, mm-hmm. which is really fucked up. Now I think back to I'm like that's really silly way to think thought about things but that was my coping mechanism mm. is i was like as if the fact that he now he's come back to me i'm happy mm. and it was like i relied a lot on his validation like mm. now i realized like it was a lot of like i just needed his validation yeah to, to feel good about myself yeah because i felt like someone had been picked over me and like that doesn't happen to me and mm. then anyway anyway he'd come back to me and basically was trying to get back with me because he'd realized the grass wasn't greener and all this stuff and actually, at the time, I was like, there's no way I can go back to this school not with him. Right. Because if I'm not with him, what if they get they get together or something in this year? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was like, And I was like... I, I, I can't like, leave like, that alleyway open. I can't. No, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. he's mine or like, yeah. I'm leaving the school. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was literally yeah. like... And it's so stupid because that's a, a boy. Yeah. Like, why am I allowing this? Anyway... So stupid. But anyway, so we kind of, like, were working through things. And she... Then we, like... I, like, met for a coffee with her. And she kind of, like... God, that's good of you. Mm, that is bloody she good She kind of, of, like, didn't apologise, but kind of did. But just kind of didn't. Would you want... Would you be able to accept her apology in I, that moment? To this day, like, I've really struggled to, like, yeah. accept what she did yeah and also except what he did but it was easy to forgive him because I felt like we were together for another three years yeah after this and it and he like nothing he was obsessed with me after that point so I felt like he kind of he'd like shown me Mm. that he was I don't know when I met with her for that coffee I actually thought I'm going to be that person and forgive her and, like, yeah. release her of that guilt because mm. I've definitely done stuff in my life that I've, like, felt so guilty for. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> when I was really, like, depressed in second year, I was horrible to people. Mm. Like, mm. there was definitely times I said stuff to people and I had to hold my hands up and go, I'm really sorry for what I said. Like, yeah. I'm not going to use this as an excuse. Yeah. I'm going to do better. Yeah. And I think everyone should be allowed to be released of that guilt yeah. if you really, truly want to better yourself. Yeah, people can be very, very unwell and people behave in ways that often just, like, learned coping mechanisms. Yeah, and aren't a true reflection and, of who they are. Yeah, yeah. and it's, like, a, a a reflection of their own low self-esteem and their want to be seen, and who knows where that's come from. But the, like, pattern of com- of continually hurting people and continually hurting people and not changing that... That's when I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Exactly. Because fuck me, I've done stuff. Uh, I've done stuff in the past that has been like that has hurt my friend so much. Like I've lost friends because of what I did, and I am so, so full of shame. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start crying. You can cry. <laughs> I'm so f- fuck. It's I'm crying in every episode this week. Um, so full of shame and guilt for that, but. The, like, want to change mm-hmm. and go, I am so sorry for what I did. Mm. This was a very, very unwell person behaving in a way that was not not protective and, and was and was bad, mm-hmm. bad. But making those changes um, and actually wanting to adapt, that, that can definitely be forgiven. A million percent. Um, this is going to take a, a sort of slightly stronger turn, but um, 
uh, it's it's been, God, I don't know how we're getting here, but like, you know, everything that's happened with Russell Brand recently and the, um, this sort of, the, 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 it's not to say there's no road to redemption, but the act of taking responsibility and the act of apologising, the act of, of changing ways, there is there's something so powerful about that. Um, and I spoke about it recently on my Instagram. My, I've had a situation recently, my first boyfriend when I was 18, he was like incredibly abusive and like incredibly physically, emotionally, sexually abusive. Um, and recently I had someone come to me and ask for details of what had happened because he had come into their lives. Right. And um, they had heard about what had happened between him and me and some other people. And she said, you know, I if you're comfortable talking about it. Mm. And I spoke to her, I spoke to someone else, and I gave these details and I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm not um, embellishing anything because I don't need to. And they then spoke to him, and then I heard back from them that he either he either said, I can't remember that happening, or completely denies it. And I said to them, the only, the only way that I could begin to forgive him for his behaviour and forgive him for what happened is if he said, yes, that happened, yeah. and I was a bad person, Obvi- but yeah, I'm trying ob- to change. Yeah. So it's that continued thing of going, yes, we all make fucking terrible mistakes. We, of course we do, because a lot of the time we haven't learnt how not to make those mistakes mm-hmm. and we, it's by making the mistakes that mm-hmm. we then learn but to repeatedly do it mm-hmm. and then go and either not apologize deny it or continue lying it's just it, there feels no path to redemption yeah um because how well you can't move forward without yeah responsibility you can't you can't yeah. just fucking just stuck yeah it's horrendous, and it's and the it's the worst thing ever to to admit when you've done something wrong. Oh my god, it's horrendous. No one likes to go. I was a really bad person, and I yeah. should have done. Everyone hates fucking doing that. Yeah, I no hate one, it. No one wants to do that. Obviously, but like, I think it's, I think it's actually so. Um, it's really empowering to do it mm. because you are releasing yourself from, like, you're separating yourself from that person. Like, do you know what I mean? As mm. in, just going. Yeah, I did do that, and it was it was. Why did I do that? I don't know why I did that. It's horrible, but I'm gonna. I'm never gonna deny that I did it. Like mm, mm. all I can do is be a better person mm, mm. and prove that I'm a better person. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can't. You, and then again, you can't just. You can't like take responsibility and then not do anything about it. No, exactly. 
And I'm sorry, man, I'm not talking about, I'm not generalizing you completely, but like um, a lot. <laughs> But men like tend to do the same going, uh, I'm a prick, I'm a bad guy. And it's like, that's such a fucking cop out. That's such a cop out. I know. You can't just go, I'm a I'm a bad guy, I'm a prick, and I'm gonna ruin this. It's like, no, don't know. Because everyone's got like a nasty streak to them. Oh yeah. I believe that like wholeheartedly. Like you can't like I I make such a conscious decision to like try and like approach things in the best way possible because I know if I was to just act out on impulse it probably wouldn't be the most like healthy way to deal with the situation like and I think that's something that might just be something personal to me but I do think a lot of people can probably relate it's like if they were to just act on impulse in in situations they would regret the way they acted it's Mm -hmm. like it is a conscious decision to go like how mm. can I rationally deal with this situation? Do you know what I mean? I was about taking the pause, and the pause mm. is like... I didn't know about the pause for a very long time. Mm. Still don't know much about the pause, but no, I'm trying to. I'm like, I'm trying to know about the pause. Yeah. But, like, it's it's a really tricky thing to do because you want to so the... Because the amygdala, which is just, like, this little nugget at the base of your brain, that works so much faster than the cortex, which is the main bit of the brain. So, and that's, like, the animal mm. bit. And so when mm. you want to respond with this, like, emotion... Um, and because that works faster, you go, that's that's the impulse, that must be what's right. Mm. But actually, if you take a minute, then it just goes, like trickles up to the rational part of the brain, which goes, hang on, yes. hang on, just just a tiny sec there. Yes. Um, before you respond in this way that you will probably regret. Yes. Just take a second. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, uh, but it's really difficult to do because when you're immediately have this like knee-jerk emotion, it's very difficult not to follow it because mm. it feels it feels right. It feels right. It feels comfy. Yeah. And there's this sort of thing that a lot of people who have, um, because I think having therapy language but not actually being <laughs> completely clued in on it is a very dangerous thing. Mm. And when people go like, uh, when people sort of bandy the word triggered around or traumatised or um, or anything <laughs> like that. But when uh, when people go, my response is valid. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, mm. it is, but it's also not coming from a place of being mm. calm. You're mm. responding completely from emotion. Yeah. And um, and actually, it's, it's no. I know, because actually that's really interesting, like relating it back to mm. the situation we were, we were talking about. It's like, I, I felt like she was very emotional, very, very emotional about the situation and was very upset. And she basically sat and just cried at me mm. to try and... And almost saying that, like, my feelings are valid. Mm. And I was kind of... I've really struggled to see how. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I felt like a really bad person because I was like, but I don't think your feelings are valid because you got yourself into that situation. Yeah, how are her feelings valid? She... I think she felt very hurt by him. Yes, and that does and, fucking suck. Uh-huh. That and I can suck. understand from that point of view because yeah. he's... Break up with me. Go with her. And then come back to me. Yeah. But then I kind of think, you should have known better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... that's And a, also, you're a bad friend, friend. I've been a very, very bad friend in the past, and I will openly say I've been I've been a very bad friend of, of, of an occasion, but I would also not sit there when I've been a bad friend and go, my bad friend feelings are valid. It's yeah. like, yeah. no, just kind of say you've been a bad friend. Yeah. Just just do that. Exactly. Because we've, we've, we've all done shit. Obviously, things on the rich scale of fuck up, you know, vary. But it's uh, but we've we've all done shit. 
And if you can just say, again, it's just a single... This, I love this why this episode has gone without taking responsibility and going... Great. Just going, like, like, stop... Basically, stop trying to defend yourself right now. Yeah. Stop being defensive. This is not the moment mm-hmm. for you to defend yourself. It's the time to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. And just be vulnerable and, like, it yeah. feels so exposing. Yeah. Just do it and then it's done. But I also imagine that because I, I love the word vulnerability for a lot of reasons, mainly because it... Um, I thought it very much meant one thing and it does not. It applies very differently to the individual because vulnerability, when when you say the word vulnerability to the average person, they'll be like, oh, that's about, you know, being like, being able to cry and being mm. like, mm. and actually that's not really what vulnerability is at all. Vulnerability um, is a very personal thing that uh, imagine people like you and I who really want to, who want to get on with everyone and want to be nice and want to make sure that everything's okay and be like too kind. The, um, I, my vulnerability is confronting anybody like that's yeah, yeah right so I imagine in that moment when you were having that conversation with her that was you being really exposed for yourself of yeah. having to and actually I did don't think I fully allowed myself to be fully vulnerable enough because mm, mm. confrontation to me is oh, I hate it that's the worst and really I should have gone in on her a little bit but I didn't it's so uncomfortable because I was so yeah oh, I don't like it you know um this is like what uh when Rosie Jones is on the podcast talking about how um, when people have used ableist language. Um, and she said uh, there was a time when she wouldn't have said anything because she didn't want to make that other person uncomfortable or make that other person feel bad for what they'd mm. done. And so she would then carry this thing. And instead she was going, she then went, no, actually, if someone uses an ableist slur or someone um, is use social prejudice the rest of it i'm allowed to go no i'm not gonna have that you have that back and actually not have to take responsibility for this person's feelings yeah but it's so difficult as someone who is very used to making everything nice and easy to just to 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 hand off the feeling of being uncomfortable to somebody else uh-huh. it's horrible because then you've like you go away being like i've ruined their day i know even though that's not your problem mm-hmm. it feels like it is i know it feels like your fault i know even that's not. I know. <laughs> Maybe that's just because we're nice. It's because we're so nice. <laughs> because we're the nicest people ever. It's 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 the absolute worst. And I struggle with um, men and connection to men and mm-hmm. having, you know. I, I struggle with that so much. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I know you're saying about you know how. Why did you allow this this boy, this boy to do this? And you're like, but fucking hell. I do it. I do it all the time. I know. And I think it's because I am so I'm such a lover girl. So like yeah. when and I feel things so intensely. Mm. And I think that comes from being like undiagnosed ADHD. Woo-hoo! But like I'm like I feel things so intensely. So do I, yeah. You know, like, if I'm happy, I'm so happy. Mm. And, like, if I'm in love, I'm so in love. And, like, mm. it's so intense. And when I'm sad, I'm so sad. And mm. I'm I'm not very good at, like, being able to keep things level. So, like, I think, you know, what was, what was my point? This is a classic. I'm, 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 I'm a classic. This is what I do. Like, go on for what, what, this, uh, what was I saying? You saying, um... Jesus Christ. You said... About boys, oh, like boys. loving really intense, exactly. Like boys. So I think, yeah, that's why, like I, 
when when he like came back to me, that's why I forgave him so quickly because it was just like that's was, the validation of it. Yeah. yeah, I won essentially. Yeah, and, I won. and it's not the best way to look at it at all. And no, you know, I wouldn't if I could speak to my younger self at the time. I'd be like, look you can go through with this because you're, ha- you're going to have a really nice mm. three years, but you're not going to end up with this boy anyway. Mm. So, like, you could just, like, not get back together and just yeah be free. But, like, it was just never going to work out that way. Yeah, and I think re-entering <clears throat> that environment after what had happened, um, I I think it, it would have been very, very difficult. Oh, it would have been awful. Yeah. It would have been absolutely terrible. But anyway... Um, so, question I want to ask you now, mm-hmm. my favourite. What are the things about you, with all of this that we talked about, mm-hmm. but what are the things about you that you really love and cherish? I'm, I, I'm, I love that I feel things intensely. Mm-hmm. I actually really love that about myself. And I think I feel sorry for people that can't feel, that don't feel emotions. Because like, I cry all the time and I mm. love crying and I love... I, I like being an emotional person because for so long I was made to feel like it was like a bit of a burden that I was an emotional person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, so I, I, I do love and cherish that about myself. Um, and I was going to say I love that I'm very empathetic, but I think that probably ties into that. Mm. Um, it's a lovely thing, though. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's often difficult because we take on other people's emotions and it's difficult to um separate ourselves from other people around us if there's something Mm -hmm. going on but it does it is also speaking for a really good heart which I think is a wonderful thing yeah Yeah. I think being empathetic is a really great trait to have Mm. because if everyone was just a little bit empathetic I think we'd all be like we'd be living a bit more peacefully yeah I mean yeah 100% 100%. because empathy is like I don't know. Yeah. I just think, why are you not empathetic? <laughs> Weird. Come on. Anyway, Come but on. um, you know, yeah. that, you know that song. There we go. <laughs> musical theater. Um, this song. Um, there's a there's a musical called The Last Five Years. Oh yes. And you know it. Um, <laughs> here we go. When uh, at the end it goes. Um, uh, I guess I really never understand how you can stand there straight and tall and see I'm crying. Yep. And not do anything. anything. At all. Literally. No, Jamie, that's exactly what you're doing. Musical theatre. Musical theatre. Musical theatre. I didn't even do it, but I love it. Oh, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that I, I can't. If I sort of... I see strangers crying, I'm like, well, what can I do? Don't. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, when, when you start crying, I'm like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, tearing up. 100%. It's just awful. It's um, But, yeah, I would say that they're probably... I think that's wonderful. Too. I think that's great. And also probably my ability to, like, make people feel... Like, to laugh, make people laugh. And I love that. Yeah. Feel comfortable around me. Okay. I love that I can do that for people. Um, we have portion <laughs> in the podcast that we like to call thank you letters, where we ask you to express gratitude for a person, a place, or a thing, or <gasps> one of all three, but something, someone, somewhere for which you're grateful. Oh my god, there's too many. I know you, you don't have to do all of them. Don't worry. You can, um, you can do as many or as little as you like. Oh well, I think the obvious one would be my mum and dad. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Because <laughs> no, I'm no, so no. I'm so raw right no. now. Um. Yeah, I suppose just, like, so grateful for uh, my mum and dad. Mm. 
for everything. I, like, how can you even... And I feel so lucky that I'm able to... I have parents that I'm able to thank for everything because yeah. I'm very aware that not everyone has that. So, like, I think just even being grateful that they're just here and being supportive of me and my biggest fans and, and yeah, yeah. I don't that yeah yeah I love it just I love it it's it's just simple it's just so yeah. but there's also so many other things I could be say that I'm so grateful for like too many things and I'm gonna go away and start feeling like oh my mm. god I should say I should have said thank you to <laughs> that like, person I should have said thank you it's to like that a BAFTA person. speech it's been like I didn't <laughs> thank you I'm so sorry <laughs> anyone in my life yeah thank you thank you I'm so grateful for thank, you thank you <laughs> oh, thank you no, my it. manager <laughs> so grateful for you I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank God. <laughs> yeah, literally. I want to thank the universe. I want to thank oh, God. Too much. But yeah. Um, is there anything that you could talk about that you're currently working on, or you'd like to promote, or? Uh... Oh, go on. Yes. Well, I'm 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 part of a comedy sitcom on Channel Four, <gasps> which I have spoken about. Like, it's not like a like it's announced, like it's happening. Okay. But it's I'm unsure when it's coming out, so I can't tell you guys. Sorry. But I think it'll be in the new year. It was supposed well, it was supposed to be out like in October, but Oh, I'm, that always happens. It's like hmm. they haven't done any sort of press for it yet. So I'm assuming that like it's okay. just ongoing. But anyway, I'll be in Big Mood, it's called. Nicola Coglin and Lydia West <gasps> are the leads. And you can catch me in one of the episodes. Thick. Yeah. But in and that's exciting, but I don't know when it's out, so sorry. That is very exciting. <laughs> I love it. Well, um, well, I'll, I'll link it if, it if we've got the thing. I'll, I'll put, I'll put okay, something in there. There's like an article. There's lots of articles you can yeah, link. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find something. Um, thank you so much for coming to see us today. We appreciate it so thank much. Thank you for having love me. It. Um, thank you for, you nearly, I mean, gosh, it is an elite group who get me to the point of tears, so well done. <gasps> See, that's my ability to make people feel comfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, Michael's left the premises. I don't know where he's gone. Oh. Um, but, uh, but thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And yeah, thank you for having me. Woo-hoo. This is like a therapy session for me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.